Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we begin, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast and make sure to tell friends about it. They can listen on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and definitely like our page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Tell more people about the show. The more support and feedback we get, uh, the better the show gets. And so really appreciate the love and support. And with that, let's get into the show. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode 26, week 8 of the NBA, which means we're two months in, lots of things have happened, but before we get into that mess, let's get into... Uh, pop culture and news and all yeah. the fun things because lots of things to dabble about. Okay. Um, so where do we want to start? Do you want to start with Time Magazine? Absolutely. All right. So Time Magazine named their people or person of the year. And remember when 45 thought, 45 let everybody know, you know, that, you know, they, he was, he was like in consideration, but yeah, there was, he had been approached, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the, the time frame for a potential shoot didn't align with mm-hmm. his priorities right now. Right. So pro- probably not the best time, mm-hmm. time. Can you, yeah. can you mm-hmm. call me back later? Can this wait? Yeah. And Time Magazine said, uh, if you must. I, right. I, yeah. Um, and so basically, he lied because Time Magazine was like, no, we don't make any, like, promises or, like, what, like. That's not how this works. This is not how this works. Yeah. And he's like, it's okay, whatever. And it, it became like a meme. And we talked about it in previous, <laughs> previous casts, which is funny. Because um, he was also the person of the year last year, which is the worst, but whatever. Um, but this year, the person of the year, persons of the year, mm-hmm. are the silence breakers, which are the people who uh, really propels the Me Too movement and really talking about mm-hmm. breaking the silence of people being gross. Mostly men. Usually. Usually men. Not who, always, but yeah. Um, who uh, sexually harassed or cause any sort of sexual any any sexual misconduct any sort of sexual violence towards another person and so which is really dope that that's what time that's who the people time decided to honor there are a lot of women in that edition yeah and a man a lot of yes and terry Cruz. terry terry yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um really cool that they went with a more expanded Mm-hmm. People of the year. Did they yeah. have they done that before that you can remember? I don't. I never really. I mean, I looked. I was looking at t- what who they were going to choose because of forty mm-hmm. five's temper tantrum, um, but I normally don't look at it. And I, I think it's always been one person, or yeah, you know, not a whole movement, which really has, as we can see time and time again, it has. Um, made people fall from grace quite quickly. Like today, Al Franken uh, resigned. Um, You know, Billy Bush, who just heard someone being, someone specifically, 45, being Mm. gross, got fired. Like, you know. Dude, freaking Al Franken, when he stepped down from his Senate seat, um, I didn't hear the speech, but I heard he was also critical of Republican hypocrisy. Yeah. And it's like, you... You he's hear. like, he knows, he's like, I'm, I'm not, the irony is not lost on yeah. me that who's in the Oval Office and apparently this, this Republican Party is totally okay with 
a pedophile running to be a senator. Just saying. And I'm looking at a proven this, pedophile. As soon as I saw that Al Franken uh, notice in the headlines, and then went to the next article that said the 19 women who've accused 45 yeah. of sexual harassment or still assault. has a job. I'm like, what? we've got 19 on the. We have one photo of a guy. There was more used- people. There's more people that have come forward about for Al Franken. Franken. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is not great. I'm late. Which is not great. Well, then, yeah, yeah, it all snowballed into something that needed to happen. But then um, you got 19 other people plus on another side, Mm -hmm. and it's just, oh gosh. It's it's uh, not great, to say the least. Yeah, man. But yeah, so. I don't know what to say about that. Time Magazine. I'm glad that the women of this year are stepping up to do their. But problematic. But it's still problematic because I believe forty five was runner up. And he was publicly known as it forty five well, was runner up. Here's I mean And calls it hypocrisy because well specific Demi Lovato, one of my girls. Yeah. A fan of her. Yeah. We'll talk about her later and some of my feelings that I have, but we'll talk about that later. I understand. <laughs> but um she was like the, the hypocrisy is like Crazy because you have these silence breakers, these women and, and, and a man who are talking about sexual misconduct and sexual violence that happened to them and how it's not okay and, you know, starters of movements. Mm-hmm. And then your runner-up is a sexual predator. Misogynistic asshole. Yeah. Is a straight-up sexual predator. Yeah. Um, well, person of the year never had to be, like, favorite person of the year. It's just the person on our minds, right? Isn't it? That's what I interpreted it to be. When he won last year, no one was saying, hey, this guy's new and fun. People were saying... No, people were critical of that they picked him because yeah. there's like a sense of like influence that they have on the... on the. Well, he was influential. Well, I know. He, That's what freak, it was. He was influential years. slash stole the freaking election because of the Russians. So anyway. You're reading the book right now, What Happened by... One Hillary. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Sure am. Well, finish it's that quite good. and let us know what happened. Because as far as I remember... Did, did you did you not know what happened? Did you not live it? Yeah, from what I remember... <laughs> she this, also didn't do her best when it comes to... I don't know why I'm holding this book. She came, she she came in like she got the, it. the standard party line. Yeah. And he came in with, hey, let's fuck shit up. And yeah. people were looking forward to that. It was, he was a rabble rouser. And he is he fucking sh- shit up. Yeah. He Actually. Sh- he was the person of the year. Did we talk about anyone else? Mm-hmm. Last year? I don't Everything even remember last year. I mean, year. We, talk, we talked about Bernie. We talked about... Spotify's got my um, year and reflection. Oh, yeah. How, how did you up. do? Oh, really good. I like my list. I'm like, okay, you made some good choices this year. But I go back to these moments I and I reflect. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's a tinge of political dissonance mm-hmm. in my playlist that has to do with the year that was. And it's like, wow, yeah, he really was the person of the year. Mm-hmm. So I get why he's number two. Whether we like him or not. Whether we like him or not, yeah, but sure. It's kind of, yeah, I, I see why Demi and others are like, the hell, how is he runner-up when you're, you're, your pick were these... Taxes, healthcare, and just general Twitter... Making Jerusalem be the capital of Israel. Yeah. That, that was a good move, oh, said nobody. Um, and you know what Palestine did, right? What they do? They made part of Texas, uh, part of Mexico. <gasps> they de- declared it. So you know, 
just what a fucking. I'm pretty sure that was like a. I'm pretty sure that was like a like an onion piece that I yeah. heard. I don't know if it's oh, actually real. Oh, it was an real. onion piece. That would make sense. Yeah, I that think it is. Sounds like something that ah oh, damn. Um, but I don't know. But I think the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened on those slurred words on the end, but it definitely was not yeah. our country. Anyway. Um, but I think my only, as much as I think it, it is great, these silence breakers were awesome. Didn't love the cover of it. It featured, I believe, weird cover. five women. It, it looked like a piece of a bigger picture, right? Because you saw like, the arm of another person. That's what's weird um, about it. I haven't seen the actual magazine itself. I'm sure the picture is maybe more expanded once you open the magazine. Um, but they had Ashley Judd as one of them. And I forget the other three women. And then Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. And I'm very... Uh, I commend Taylor Swift for how she broke silence. And um, as I think I, I, I told you earlier today... Um, how she broke silence by um, countersuing her, the the guy who the DJ who groped her um, mm-hmm. for one dollar and then donating a bunch of money to a charity that um, helps women of sexual violence um, and who've gone through terrible things and a noble uh, thing yeah and she was like I was pissed and she he gave no regard to my safety and, and who I was so why should I for him and. Really commend her for what she did, but I was really more surprised why other people weren't on the cover, especially when you have this opportunity to highlight the people who made this movement be, you know, amazing. Like the mm-hmm. Terry Crews, the the person who started um, uh, the movement. Uh, oh my gosh, what's her name? Um, but can you see somebody else being upset that in this whole Me Too movement, you've got these four women and then you've got Terry Crews. A man on the front. No, because I, because I, I, I don't agree I don't with you, but you yeah. can see if they're being some sure. We can be critical back. of any Anyone. any cover that's, that's the on point. there. That's all but I'm saying. But I just think it's irresponsible as a as a magazine to be like this is a cover and we're featuring several people in in this person of the year. And I thought it was irresponsible that you didn't put the the founder and person who's doing this work for ten years, Toronto Burke, in there. Oh, is she not pretty enough to put it? Is she too black to be put? Like these are these are questions I'm asking. There's a black woman on the cover of this Time magazine. Sure, there is. But here's what, and I'm not negating that. I'm not negating like the work and the 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 importance of the work that all of those women did. I'm not at all negating it. I'm not going to Lena Dunham this situation. Like they've gone through something, they've experienced pain, and they were really strong and too come forward the way that they did. My problem is you at Time Magazine had an opportunity to place, give visibility and voice Mm -hmm. to people that don't normally have it, right? But you need to also sell magazines and Ashley Ashley Judd, she actually did a lot. So like, cool, let's put her on there. Yeah, she did. Taylor Swift. Yeah, she went through something that was horrible and I'm sure she's gone through other things. But... Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't see her speaking up for any other feminist kind were, of issues because it, it seems like her feminism is real white, and that's about it. If it had, I hear you. If it had just been her, I would take issue with it. But sure. if there's five, and you're right, I can't actually name the other three women in this front who mm-hmm. are. I think it's interesting they're sitting down. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they had a Hispanic strawberry laborer, a businesswoman, and. Somebody else. Okay. So like that's cool. There's diversity in there. Absolutely. Let's do it. But you have to have Taylor Swift on here because that 
All right, if you to want to draw maybe to a care, younger audience, yes, sure. I gotta have her again. On this. Again, economically speaking, and when you think about capitalism, that totally makes sense because you need to sell magazines, and this is interesting. But she's already on the she's already in there. Why not put the person who did it from the beginning t- for ten years ago, Toronto Burke? She can be on here too, but I also want Taylor Swift on here. Sure, but why isn't she on it? Why isn't Terry Crews on it? We because don't they, in this. Ri- Toxic masculinity maybe they issue. Maybe they tried. Sure, maybe. No. I don't know. I highly doubt that because she's in the video. Uh, there's a video mean? that's featured, like there's a time, like the person of the year video, and uh-huh. they feature, you know, Ashley Judd, her, like uh, uh, Tarana Burke. Taylor Swift isn't on there outside of her face. Like it's a video mm-hmm, of her mm-hmm. just on her face. She doesn't, I don't think she said anything. It's, like, it's just a voiceover on top of a, maybe, a photo. Yeah, it's, it, it wasn't a photo. It's her. Like, it's like every, it's all video. Oh, okay. So but she's, she's yeah. there. I mean, she clearly it's had to be like there. The, it's not like the photo collage. No, 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 like no. Eye movie. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> they make this. Um, so she I, was okay to do a video, but not okay to be on the cover? Who says no to a cover? She might... Wait, no to a video. Wait, she said no to oh, the Toronto video. Oh, Toronto Burke well, said yeah. no to the video, but not to the, but no yes to the video and no to the cover. Maybe that she doesn't didn't want to be on the cover. I don't know. D- ask been, the magazine. I am asking you, Time Magazine. Answer my question. I'm not Time Magazine. <laughs> no, I know. I'm. You're asking. You're saying because <laughs> the people from Time who are listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. So, Doug. Ned, Steve, all the guys all, at the, all the top. White, all the white guys at the top. <laughs> Would you let Brian know why she's, she's really angry Toronto's not on the cover? <laughs> or Terry Crews. Like, like there aren't again, many men that I, are... Again, though. I, a man of color? I agree of, with like, you. Why I is he not on you. there? He might have also declined because he didn't want to take up the space. the video, space. too. Well, he's like, listen, I don't want to take front cover stations. Sure. Women. He can still be in the back, in the, in the for, not mm. in the foreground, but in the background. Of the cover? Um, I think Time Magazine made, as Ashley Judd being the tallest person in this, wise move. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How so? It, it seems like at the start of the Me Too, when we were starting to catch fire with this, she was one of the people who first started drawing attention to it. And yeah. she's done work around that. Even and she's though, been doing this for a while, too. Yeah. Like, this is not the first time she's been talking about she's it. She's pretty consistent. And whereas Taylor kind of stepped up in this polarizing flashbulb moment and mm-hmm. put her on the far right side right. where the thumb would naturally go to start opening the page. Right. And go right to her. And then the other three individuals sitting lower down Who on the I, page. I really want to know their names because I just don't want to call them three other women. Sure. Like I don't they, feel great I, about I do it, wanna, I do want to, like, name that... Um, that they are women that have done something about it. Well, we'll have to pick up the article and read that. But that would just go toward... We're talking about this this article, this this cover, and that's a good thing. That's what they want. Well, that's what they want. So, and so, I mean, good again, job. good job. I'm glad that they chose who they chose um, at the end of the day, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'd had my druthers... Terry Crews would have been the only guy on the front cover mm-hmm. and just been like, hey, look, here's this one guy, this black brother who's been sexually assaulted. And that's my guy coming out of the story because of how I identify as a man. But it's totally me and my man centricness, mm-hmm. my masculinity. And it's basically your penis. It's the reason. Yeah, my, my dick is making the choice of mm-hmm. me, man, put other man on cover, mm-hmm. women's issue aside. Yeah. And I think that Time did a good job saying, like, no, let's th- restrict this to just And these, I think that's these. wise. And I, they, do, they do feature Terry in the, yeah. in the list of people. And obviously, the I'm magazine sure would be huge if they put every single human that has 
Oh yeah, done that. Right. It would Obviously. be the the Library of Congress. <laughs> yep. <laughs> did you um have? Did you? Are there other men in there that you know of? I, my understanding, it's just Terry. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Because there are others that have come forward, you know. Yeah. So like Anthony Rapp talking about. Oh yeah. Um, oh, what's yeah. his face? Kevin. From Kevin Spacey. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. Well. But it is what it is. All right. Persons of the year. Yep. All right, so what else do we want to chat about? Cap's um, Corner. Cap's Corner. Do you hear what happened? Colin Kaepernick got a job? No, he still doesn't have a job. <laughs> All right. But he's winning some awards. What do you get? He got the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. And it was presented by none other than, queen, than, the, than the queen herself. Latifa? No, not La, somebody else. Another queen. Tifa? No. Queen B, Beyonce. Yes. Ah. First of all, that took you way too long to figure I, out. I, I Who was else like, would be queen for me? I was good. We just talked about the royal family last week. Um, I was like, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth? <laughs> I was like, she came over. That's. I was having a hard time. So um, the man may not have a job, but he's got some awards. That's great. Can he, if if I were him, I'd put that on eBay and just get you know some cold hard mortgage cash. I'm sure he's fine. I assume so. I think he's okay. All right, if if you say so. I worry because it's been a while. Yeah. And I don't know his spending habits or what commitments he has. I feel like he's smart with his money. I hope so. I think he has good people around him. Mm-hmm. He's got a foundation, he, right? I believe so. Yep. Someone the other day I was talking to about him mm-hmm. asked, "Who's Colin Kaepernick?" Wait, what? And I said, "Were they white?" No, they were Latino. What? Actually, Latina. Well. Okay, now I, I just did something bad in my brain. Yeah, I know what you just did. Do you want I don't to tell like, the people what nope, you did? Nope, I don't want to do it. Nah, I don't like it. Uh, I was just like, oh, she's a girl. Of course, she doesn't <laughs> know anything about sports. Oh, no. And I hate it when guys say people say uh, that to me. So I'm really sorry I oppressed her. Yeah, I'll let her know you said that. Yeah, yeah please. And I, I will I will apologize to her. And, Colin Kaepernick has been a very important person. One who I would... Do you know where he finished in the person of the year voting? Do you happen to know? No, I don't. He should have been up in the top five. I'm pretty sure he was there. I mean, all that kneeling that happened, he better be in the top five. He better. Well, one of the things that I found interesting (laughs) that I laughed about, because people are like, you know, if you go on Twitter slash Instagram slash whatever... And you, you know, go to the dark hole of the of the of the the the, consu- the conservative side, the abyss. Of, the yeah. abyss. Um, one person wrote, um, and I think Sean King reposted it. Um, okay. She, they wrote. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, so, not person of the year. <laughs> do <laughs> something. No, so, <laughs> so eight. So Colin Kaepernick was also honored by ACLU yeah. not too long ago. Uh, for being courageous at advocate award, that was the yeah. uh, an award he got from the ACLU, and then this D Martinez uh, from yeah. uh, from uh, Twitter, uh, the Twitter handle is B Humble Always, replies to this tweet that ABC Seven Eyewitness News posted said, "Well, that makes one less college my children have to consider." They didn't realize that ACLU wasn't a college, oh, <laughs> and I thought that was funny, <sighs> and then uh, none other than. Um, why oh, so, that's one less co- which like it took me a second to be like what are, what we the hell are you talking about? about and then I'm like oh they thought you I dumb meant idiot. HBCU or something I don't know no ACLU crap. like think of yeah. like uh, you know BU or you know yeah. everything ends ACLU. with a U right God 
Yeah. So uh, another thing that happened was um, Tommy. Tommy La Horn. La, La, what's the white oh, girl? Oh, Tommy La. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Tommy, I'm glad I don't know her whole name. You know, and you know that's good for us. That Tommy. We, Tommy. La 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 Heron. La Heron. La. No, Heron. that's not right. That's not right. I don't know how to say her name. It's L A. It's L A H R E N. Um, Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. La Heron. La Heron. Um, anyway, yeah. so she posted: "Police hating Beyonce presents police and American hating." Kaepernick with the quote unquote <laughs> legacy award. This is how far we've fallen. Wow. I love and her. so you know I love I I'm sorry, I do love I love Why do you love her? First of all, I'm about to kick you out of my place. What do you mean you love her? I always I always am surprised at how simplified it becomes. Oh like, yeah. Because it's just like Because it's not about oh. Police hating Beyonce and police and America hate it's like the whole country. Like yeah. she named the entire country. Yeah. He hates the flag represents everything in the it's like paradoxical, right? Right. It's one of those things where, oh, you hate the flag, so you hate the country. And then you probe it further, it's like, wait, so the flag represents everything in this country? The good, bad, yeah. and the ugly? It represents everyone in this country. Yeah. So does it represent the prisoner, prisoners and the sex offenders? Yeah. Does yeah. it represent... Yeah, say like, more. Say the, more. The Black Panthers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I that, really... Because all Americans. So then I'm anti, anti-America? Mm-hmm. It would make your head melt. Right, because like, it it's, it's, it, it's too much... Yeah. It's too much of it's, a circular... It's a lot of stuff yeah. So it's a... It's a rabbit hole. But I just love that... So it gets simplified down to, oh, you hate America. And in her mind, America is white apple pie and cheeseburgers... French fries, baseball games, and summers in the South. Like that's that's essentially what she's talking right. about. Right. It's white. It's very white. So she saw these two very good looking melanin figures yeah. standing. So the pictures that she posted, not only does Colin Kaepernick look great, like black suit, really good looking. Beyonce looks tight, like real hot. Look at this. Show me the picture. She yeah, looks that's good. A fact. Wait a second. Hold on. Is that she? That's a booty. That's her. Yep. That is her looking mighty fine, mighty attractive. Wow. Colin Kaepernick looking sharp as hell. And so she's she's making she's saying how they suck by posting one of the most like good looking pictures of them. And then of course the beehive. Like literally, there were folks who were like beehive. Attack essentially. <laughs> it's like beehive swarm. It's like say beehive, do your work. Do, go ahead. Go ahead. And people were just roasting Roast. her. Like okay, the jealousy is real. Um, how we how far we've fallen. Obviously, November eighth, twenty sixteen. It's just back and forth of just like they don't hate police, they don't hate America, they hate the injustices in our society and mainly affects minorities in the country. Why don't you get that? That's what I, I also. That's what I also think is funny about Tommy is it's like. They hate police. And when you look at, do we hate all police or just the police brutality? The or, be, do we hate the behavior or the people? Right. The behavior is what the knee is about. And even beyond that, not just the behavior, but the... So there's obviously the behavior, right? Because that's yeah. what we see. But beyond that, the 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 infrastructure and the, um, the overarching themes of why that behavior even exists. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what gets missed. Because it's a little heady to think that way, right? It's very heady. It's heady to think that when I look at a black person walking 
towards me, I get scared and pull my purse closer to me. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Yeah, right. It's subconscious. Yeah, it's very and it's and it's like a moment of like conscious. It's like, oh, do I do I hate black people? Mm, do I yeah. hate tall black men, dark skinned black men? Yeah. Ooh, they're scary. So they someone, must. Yeah, I saw someone do that the other day when I was walking past them. And you light skinned. Like, I know, but it was dark, and they were scared. Do they, they not know that half woman. of you is white? And I don't think they knew privilege. that looking at me. They mm. might have thought I you was. You should. You should like tattoo that. Say half of me is white. A face tattoo? Yeah, face tattoo. That will encourage trust. Our society seems to be okay with that. I feel like she's yeah. Tommy's the kind of person where if she saw you driving a Toyota, she'd be like, you hate America. Because you, you got a Japanese car. You bought a Japanese car. My whole family out. hates America then. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's too, where is the line for this? It's like, oh, you're where, what, what is that? A, a Toshiba, Nokia, any kind of product you buy yeah. that's not American. Yeah. She would just get in your in your wheelhouse about it. Products not made in the United States, like Mac computers are not built here. Nope. Most things aren't. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know where her... Uh... Either way, I think, again, back to Cap's Corner. Still doesn't have a job, but the, the, the man is getting awards left and right. Very worthy. And I'm glad that he's... Not stopping. He's like, this is like, and his speech was great. He's like, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for the people. I have a platform, and I'm, I'm taking responsibility for it. Is Tommy Laren in the um, conversation with the Me Too movement? No. Does that she mean, hasn't said anything. Does that mean she hates women? Probably. She probably hates her own vagina. I bet she hates her vagina. Mm-hmm. I bet you she is a, she don't, a self she, vagina hating. She person. doesn't love herself. Wow. She wishes she had a penis. I didn't know she hated women this much. <laughs> this is incredible to find. <laughs> See the things you learn when you talk to friends <laughs> on wax? Wow. Yeah. It's real sad. Oh, wow. I didn't so, know So, speaking of, speaking of the women's movement, um, on this episode, on this, on this segment of Men Are Still the Worst... Oh, yeah. We're still doing that segment? Yeah. Oh, so men are great. still the worst. Men are still the worst. This yeah. week's episode so, brought to you by who? Brought to you by Dustin Hoffman. The D-Hoff? The D-Hoff. Rain Man? The Rain Man himself. <laughs> Ugh. What happened? So there was some an hour-long Q&A uh, where Dustin Hoffman, some other people, and... One of my we favorite dudes. I know we did it again. I Dustin forgot. Dustin Hoffman, some other people, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dustin Hoffman, some other people. I think it was a woman and a man. I forgot who they are. And, oh, oh, uh, I, and, this is so bad. What? I know one of the people who? was definitely Robert De Niro. Wait, Robert De Niro was in. Oh, I was definitely not looking well, at the Robert stage. Robert De Niro like that. is very quiet normally. Yeah. So oh. he was just kind of there. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I love Robert. Oh, he's a little invisible. All you, right. Have you seen The Intern? Yes, I, I have. I love. Oh, that's such a that is such a cute movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, so it's uh, I'm sorry, Dustin I don't Hoffman. Know the woman's name. Yeah. I, I that again. They not were all in the movie Wag the Dog. Yes. And so Dustin Hoffman is speaking. It's a Q and A, and I believe John Oliver is facilitating the the Q and A. And so John Oliver. So essentially, the 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 conversation comes to. Uh, so Dustin Hoffman has been accused of sexual misconduct, like um, everybody else. I already feel uncomfortable. Right, and so if you saw the actual video, oh, it's wow. about six minutes long. Yeah. Not 
comfortable it's to watch. It's very awkward. But I really want to give kudos to John Oliver because he basically grills him on on things about sexual harassment in general. Um, and he he says your he says like your he essentially says your apology was dismissive. Right. He basically said like you said, you know, this is not who I am. I'm sorry for what I, I'm how I might have caused these yeah. feelings and this like in whatever. And he's like that's dismissive. And then. Um, and he's like, and that's problematic. And then Dustin Hoffman, throughout this exchange back and forth, this back, this back and forth exchange is going on is for most of this hour that they have this Q and A. Yeah. And it it was an hour long. The, like this, the Q and A is an hour long, and I think a good chunk of it was was yeah. John Oliver being like, "This was like the video is six minutes, but the actual exchange was is much. Lo- it's much longer. Yeah. Um, and basically, he goes, "Do you think it was a problem that?" You know, like no one said anything about um, these because it was it was a seventeen year old person said that Dustin Hoffman like groped her in nineteen eighty five. Right, so this was a long time ago. Yeah, so he would have been well so over thirty 80, years ago. He's eighty now. He would have been about fifty. Mm-hmm. It's about thirty some years ago. Fifty ish. Yeah, and so this person was seventeen when he was fifty. Right, gross. And so he's Not like, good. no one told us these interns were seventeen. So what if they were eighteen or twenty five? You think that was still okay? Nope. Um, and then he goes. Well, don't you think it's a problem that she waited 40 years to like say anything? And John Oliver's response was, oh, oh Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> like, oh, Dustin. Yeah, just like this is not okay for you to say these things because he's, uh, he's not getting it. Um, Doth I protest. Uh, it's really it bad. Was, um, it was, it was, oh, I was, read oh, it before I watched it. So it was Robert De Niro and producer Jane Rosenthal. Okay. Um, and Jane Rosenthal, the white woman in the room, was trying to be like, let's move on. And John Oliver would not let down. He's no, like, this is... No, woman, you be quiet. <laughs> I'm grilling this man. He didn't no. say that, but sure. <laughs> Listen, as I the can, woman here... As the person, as last week we talked about the, the, the royal family and did not once do this the accent. This is John Oliver. He's on our <laughs> soil. Oh, He's too funny. ours now. Uh, so he, and so he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And so he persisted. Yeah. Hoffman was like, Do you believe the stuff you read that, that you read? And, and Oliver goes, I believe what she wrote. And Hoffman goes, Why? And then Oliver goes, Because there's no point in her lying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, he says, And then when he's like, Well, there's a point in not bringing it up for 40 years. So this week in Men Are the Worst, Dustin Hoffman, you get the award for sucking. He, uh... (laughs) And I will say, John Oliver just said, I had no pleasure in having this conversation because you and I are not the victims here. Yeah, no, he took the the right uh, course with that. But he also, Hoffman went on... Let's backtrack. Mm -hmm. The thing that Dustin Hoffman said about that's not who I am. Right. But that's who you were. That's who that's, you were, is what he exactly says. And that's exactly what... So, yep. the, the, that's not who I am makes this whole idea of, like, sexism, misogyny, mm-hmm. and all of this seem like an ever-permanent state in someone's identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Dustin and so many men get tripped up, is they think one behavior marks my character uh, intrinsically. Like, mm-hmm. this is me... As a person, I am a misogynist mm-hmm. if I do this one thing. Mm-hmm. What Dustin or what Oliver's drawn attention to is 
this is who you were. This right. is some. This is a behavior. At one point that, in at that, one point in your life, you right. were. This took place. Regardless of who you see yourself as, what does the you now think of what happened then? And you should be ashamed. And there, yeah, you should and, be ashamed for what that what yeah. that interaction was and what you did. But how have you changed and transformed? And what are your views now? Right. And what What are you, you know, sorry for? How do you think about this now? Show us that you. The word is reflected. Mm -hmm. Show us how you reflected and internalized this and who did you hurt in the process? Right. How might you have hurt this Where person? Where is your redemption at all? Where's your this? redemption? Where are you yeah. thinking beyond yourself about someone else's experience and how you might have altered that for the worse? But that takes an emotional intelligence that I'm finding yeah. more and more people just don't want to do because there is a yeah, sure. There, it is looking in the mirror is really hard. Right, it's hard to be vulnerable and admit fault. Yeah, and if you say, people are equating. <sighs> this is hard. It's like when I think of racism. Mm -hmm. It's like to do something racist, racist behavior. Mm -hmm. People equate that with, I'm a bad person. Right. So if someone's calling me racist, they're calling me a bad person. Right. When in actuality, someone is saying. You did something that was racist. What are your thoughts on that? Let's unpack that. And there's Everyone, ways to come from out of that too. How do you want to unlearn mm -hmm. certain behavior? It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means right. that you make mistakes and right. a lot of us make mistakes. If your intentions are good and to treat people well and your actions are not in congruence with that, when someone calls it into attention and says, hey, that thing you did doesn't seem to align with your values. What mm -hmm. I'm essentially doing is calling you into the conversation, right? right? To say, hey, come on in. Let's talk about, let's examine what just happened. Right. Rewind the tape. You see that? Okay, that doesn't seem to be consistent with the values that you uh, espouse right. normally. So why, do we, why don't we just change the direction of this, change right. the activity, and don't do this again, mm -hmm. and let's think about it. And that's what the person's asking. Right. And, but... For someone to admit fault, and I have people like this I know, where if you call them into question, they mm -hmm. will say, I didn't do that. I'll deny. They have to deny it mm -hmm. because to accept it means I'm quote unquote a bad person. When right. we detach the quote unquote good or bad, mm -hmm. and what is that even, good or bad? Right. But if we detach that, yeah, yeah, it's all relative. If you detach that from the action itself, and just consider this learning. Right. When we all were born, we didn't have these notions of sexism, racism, and all that. We're just fresh out into the world. Right. All these things had to be coached into us, mm -hmm. programmed into us, uh, and all of that took time and yeah. a lot of subliminal messaging mm -hmm. or direct messaging, depending on where you grew up and how right. you grew up. But to unlearn all that stuff, hard. your hardwiring is very difficult. Yeah. And it's, but, but that's, it takes you getting out of your comfort zone yeah. to do that. Getting out of a rut, not necessarily a rut, but just what seems comfortable and normal for you to be like, ooh, I did that and that wasn't okay. And to be like, and to have people around you to call you out on that too, right? Oh yeah, he's 80 though. Right, but he I'm a big believer that. that, you know, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks is like the saying, right? You can't teach an old person, like you can't have them be forward thinking or, you know, just progressive or whatever because they're old. He was hook. Yes, I know that. But I'm saying. I mean, this is a long, yeah. I mean, he's, he's had a yeah, long he's, career. He has, he's had a long, incredibly successful, acclaimed career. 
But that doesn't negate the fact that he made a 17-year-old yeah. like feel the way she felt and potentially change the course of her life. I'm sure it altered it in yeah. some ways that we may or may not yeah, know. Yeah, we'll never but know. But he, he it says in that conversation also, it was a, it was this, a family, it was right? A, it was a family. It was a different time. There's a culture of being on set at and a movie. And being gross and... Gross and sexual things will happen. And yeah. that kind of intimacy brings people into a space of creative thinking and improvisation. Sure. And it makes the movie... And I, I'm i not familiar with being on a set. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I... know. But I can imagine... And the people that I know who have worked films, they are not... The people to sit around and say, "Okay, let's unpack what just happened. These right. microaggressions, whatever. They're all about timetables and making it's making the money, the money because yeah, because it's a business, right? So and he shows up on set and it's like, okay, let's do a little grab ass and mm-hmm. have a little fun, and then okay, action. And I get and I get like being close with friends, like feeling like a family and being inappropriate, right? Like I think about conversations that you and I have had and that I've had with friends that I'm just like, I would never have this in the company of other people because like there's a comfortability, there is a trust that's already built, there's boundaries established or not established or we establish them in the moment, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, to be like, okay, I'm comfortable talking about this with you because you're my friend, you're someone I trust, you're someone um, I, I value. And so I know that, I know that in our conversation, there's no intent of hurting me. And if you... And if you do hurt me, I can be like, Ooh. yeah, not okay. I just want right? to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Yeah. I'm sorry that I tweeted out your diary pages <laughs> that you shared with me. <laughs> You're that such I, a dummy. I want you to drop it. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we first need to move on. All, first of all, everyone, he's lying. He's never done anything like that. Did you? Your diary? Which diary are you talking about? The third one. Yeah, you're just making shit up. The Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't know. <laughs> I literally was like, wait, did you? Like, I'm like, I the do. The third one was my favorite. <laughs> was it really? It was good. Page 50. That's good stuff. It was good stuff. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like a trust. Like, we can talk about things that are probably a little bit more crass, a little bit more blue, a little bit more, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that can be like someone, like, yeah. it could be a little inappropriate mm-hmm. but when i'm not doing it in front of like we're not doing that in front of people that we work with <laughs> why are you laughing that earlier meeting today oh yes what <laughs> i was i said something sexist to you earlier yes today you did that if we're well, taking whis- out of context yeah, but you i whispered, whispered it to, to me. you in the context where we were talking about something very right. uh very serious very, very serious and if, feminist right and i said something sexist to you Mm -hmm. that if you didn't know me i would have been like you are a fucking asshole but you gave me the (laughs) grace because we've had enough conversations where you've seen my truth those conversations that you're talking about where things are blue and things are serious and things range the gamut right you're like okay this is a yeah this is this is alex being funny and if you tell anyone what i said i swear (laughs) to god i will ruin you She's lying. I, I really want to tell somebody you believe, now. You believe what she says? She is the worst human. Shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it out, folks. <laughs> if anyone wants to know, de- slide into my DMs. We'll talk. <laughs> Some of my more, it was one of my better sexist jokes. It, but I it, do it, not, it was a good sexist. I mean, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. But, but I, it was a, it was like the timing was really good. It was good. Right. I feel the, like we need to tell people what, what it is. No, it's not that important. But I think I think it's great that. Um, 
it, what's hard about this is generationally, right? Like, like yeah. even Al Franken, so a humorist, mm-hmm. a satirist. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched Training Places the other day I've with never watched it Eddie before. Murphy and, and Dan Aykroyd. It was, wasn't he a part of it? Like, wasn't he? A pr- he was in the movie. I forgot. Uh, I okay. almost didn't recognize him because he was so young. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, 1986. This movie came out. 31 years ago. What was it like in a culture where Me Too was not prominent? Social media was not taking off. It was film real industry. What would it be like to be a man or a woman in Hollywood then Mm -hmm. without these conversations around the Harvey Weinsteins of the world? You, You have to assume... Jamie Lee Curtis was topless twice in that movie. You know, guys were like, hey. I did not know that before. She took off her top the first time. I was like, whoa. And then the second time, I was like, this seems like a bit much. Like, I can imagine people, like, making motorboat noises at her. But imagine she gets in the bed with Dan Aykroyd Mm -hmm. in one of those scenes where she is topless. Mm -hmm. The the possibilities in that scene. Mm -hmm. All right. Take one. Take 32. Take however many times you need to do that. I I would guess people were not always appropriate during that. Right. Time. And usually when it comes to and I only know this because of the 50 shades of gray movie that are terrible, but you know. That is, I've still not seen or read any you, of that, you, but the more I consider hear from people, consider wow. you're fine. You're okay. You're better for it. Interesting. Um but they said like usually during those sex scenes that are pretty graphic. Yeah. Um you know, it's basically softcore porn that you're watching in, in that moment. Skinamax. Yeah, Skinamax, essentially. Um, that it's like a close set. There's very, only like essential people are there. And it's, and... Um, oh, so it's very guarded. It's very guarded because the woman is basically naked. Mm-hmm. And so is the man. And like, you know, you want to be respectful of this. So I think, it, oh, I'm wow. sure that's something that those precautions were taken. But it doesn't mean it's like just ex- exposing yourself <laughs> to others. Like that's... You know, to make a movie, to make art, like yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that I you're wonder. allowed to. I don't know. I wonder what that looks like. I, I, Dustin Hoffman's and the Al Franken's of the world who come up in their prominence during the 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, this sort of time, are coming out of this white male centric environment where just women in POCs are not POCs, personal pro- color, people of color, are not being people, prominently yeah. featured. And I, just, I just, so I'm not excusing what Dustin did, but yeah. I am taking perspective to say in 80, imagine being, oh my gosh, when we're 80, that's like 50 years from now. Imagine someone saying 50 years ago, can you believe Bri kept her dog on a leash? <laughs> fucking animal. How could you keep your dog on a leash? You're like, look, it was like the times yeah. there was a leash law. And I had to obey it. Or maybe that's a bad example because it is a law. But you get what I'm saying. Right. Like for things that we're not even thinking about right now, let's right. say like the way that we are on a liberal side persecuting people who are conservatives at this time. And I say persecuting uh, lightly. Mm -hmm. There are people who would say like, no, they deserve exactly what kind of like backlash they're getting on late night social media. There are days I think that. Right. You you see the the late night uh, comedians just just rip them asunder. Yeah. The material is 50 years from now, will we look back and say, wow, I can't believe Stephen Colbert called a swath of America by like that mm-hmm. term or made light of a situation 
like that. So I don't know. I mean, Dustin Hoffman grew up in a time, came about in a time where it was just common to think of young girls as like props on set. And that's not right. As a piece of ass. As a piece of ass. Mm-hmm. And that's just the the nature of being one of the good old boys in the film industry. Yeah. Um, and so when he's 80 now trying to get, grapple with young America saying, hey, old man, like we don't care that you were Rain Man right. with Tom Cruise. What you did was creepy. Yeah. And he's like, I, 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 it was a different time to... then. You want to justify yeah. why, what your actions are. But I think the, at least for me, I would hope. I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak for Dustin. My hope is if I effed up at any point in my life and I'm held accountable to it that day, a, a week from then, years from then, whatever it may be, that I'm able to, like, it's uncomfortable to hear feedback like that, to yeah. hear criticism like that. But to be like, okay, absolutely was not my intention, but that doesn't matter. My impact was different. You said something earlier about you don't know if everyone has the emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. to grapple with that. Mm -hmm. Unpack what emotional intelligence is. Because people may not know or have heard the term emotional intelligence. We hear intelligence, but we don't often couple that with emotion. How do I even? You're going, yeah. It's a way for a person, so emotional intelligence, think of it, so we have IQ, that's like measured by like your... Intellectual quotient? Yeah, so like it, there's, you could take a test and you can know what your emotion, your uh, intellectual quotient is, right? Yeah. And often that's like, people uh, use that as a means to say if you're a, a genius, if you're, you know, or if you're not, or if you're just like an average right. person, whatever. So emotional intelligence is like that in that... It's not necessarily a number. I think there are numbers and things. There are um, EQ tests out there. Uh, but it's essentially an, your ability to recognize your own emotions and the emotions of others and how they are, like how they intersect, like how they affect each other mm-hmm. um, and how, and, 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 and I think the, it's not just like I, I recognize my emotion, I recognize your emotion, but it's also understanding the difference between the feelings and labeling them appropriately and discerning. I think that's what Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence is. The discerning of like, okay, I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. You're not making eye contact with me. You're not, you're, you seem really passive. Like you're saying you're fine, but you're not really saying you're not acting fine. right? Right. That my emotional intelligence having a heightened emotional intelligence makes me feel like there must there I'm reading a little bit more in between the lines here mm-hmm. and it seems like you're not fine. Tell me more why. And then like discerning the appropriate times to address those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're in a big crowd and you're having a bad day mm-hmm. as my friend and I want to address it with you, this that big crowd might not be the most appropriate time. I might pull you aside and be like, hey dude, are you okay? Do you do you need anything? There's like a discernment of the environment, the discernment of your feelings and your emotions and their feelings and their emotions and how they all affect each other. Right. And it's very good. Mm-hmm. I appreciated all of what you said. I uh, have to remind myself how important that is because someone like me who has a emotional deficit who just like would prefer if everyone would just talk deadpan and just tell me <laughs> what you need, speak very clearly. Yeah. What Say what you, you know? mean, what you say. Yeah. Keep it real simple. And yeah. it's like, so when people give me one one word text messages, mm-hmm. if I send a question and mm-hmm. someone just gives me a one word answer, thanks for saving time. Appreciate it. Get to the point. <laughs> when other people get something like that, you must like, be so frustrated when I text me. you. They hate me. Oh my god! It's like you don't need to put all that in the. If I Literally, ask that's you, every text message I send you. <laughs> it's 
what? like three text messages long. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why it takes me like four hours to respond. So I was like, I gotta read all that. God, it's <laughs> literally a sentence. <laughs> just, um, it's just tiring. But I, I feel like um, people who would read that normally, who are not me, would say, "Oh, they just responded in one world. They're, mm. word. They're frustrated with me. They're upset with me. Whatever." Mm-hmm. And. Emotional intelligence is something that is really important in our society because it relationships matter. Yeah, totally. And it's like, and the other part of emotional intelligence is not just discerning, but you're able to have social skills and um, being able to empathize, which yeah. is a very, very hard skill to, um, to one have or even master. Webster's Dictionary just put out uh, the word of the year. Mm-hmm. For me, the word would be empathy. Right. I just feel like I heard the word empathy a million times this year, mm-hmm. but they said the word was um, complicit. Yeah, that's that. And that's all, pr- that makes yeah. sense too. Yeah, no, I, but I think what you said about empathy um, being super super critical, but uh, a Dustin and an Al mm-hmm. from years ago, white guys and mm-hmm. guys in general from years past. Emotional intelligence only came around as a topic of discussion. Maybe ten years ago, if ten, that. Ten to twenty, something like yeah, that. Yeah, not so very it was, long ago. It's not. It's pretty new and nuanced, and so is this empathy conversation. The mm-hmm. word's been around, but the the philosophy right. and outlook has yeah. been relatively. Or just new. even, and the other thing is like you're always learning and growing, right? And so like you're, you know, right. I'm hoping my hope, Al Franken is not the, grope like gro- you know boob groping kissing mm-hmm. a girl who doesn't want to be kissed guy that he was yeah. but he was that and since then he's learned that yeah you know that it's not okay to do that if a girl doesn't want to kiss you she don't have to kiss you but anyway uh. so men still suck um and dustin hoffman you win that award and i guess the only other thing and we don't have to touch on this very long because who wants to is uh our segment on please make it stop um, Trump basically admitted to, uh, sorry, 45 basically admitted to uh, obstruction of justice. But according to his lawyer, his lawyer is the one who tweeted that oh, tweet time. out and not Trump. I'm so sorry, say that again. So, um, so the whole Michael Flynn situation, we all know that. Um, sorry, my guts are just turning inside because I know what it is, mm-hmm. but I didn't like. Outline the situation more so, clearly. So I believe Michael Flynn uh, is going to be cooperating with the Mueller crew yeah. because... He agreed uh, to cooperate. He, he yeah. agreed to cooperate because he could be charging... Mueller could be charging him for way more things, um, but he's not because most people are saying he probably... like um, What's-his-face has more... has intelligence that could potentially have bigger fish that they can yeah you know. michael flynn has information that would be beneficial to the investigation absolutely. on other individuals absolutely yeah so um and oh so he's so 45 said i had to, 45 said once all of this came out mm-hmm. 45 said i had to fire general flynn because he lied to the vice president and the fbi he has he has pled guilty to those lies it is a shame because his actions during the transition were lawful um there was nothing to hide. So essentially when he tweeted that out, everyone's like, you just admitted to obstruction of justice. Yep. You knew he was yep. you knew he was lying, yep. and then you told Comey, yep. hey, be easy on him. 
And then you fired Comey for Hillary? But really, it wasn't for that. Let's, you, you obstructed justice, boo. But apparently, uh, Trump's <laughs> lawyer says that he was behind that tweet. His lawyer, his personal lawyer, who knows law, apparently, said that he tweeted it. I wish we were video recording this podcast because my face <laughs> says anything. It's really I can't painful. Say Are you constipated? <laughs> I it, feel it feels like, like I am. It's feel... like a load of bullshit. It's just like stuck <laughs> in my system. Um, so to the point where I was just like, You're, is your lawyer really a lawyer? Does he know that tweeting something like that is stupid? And then there's also, they're saying oh. that, um, that he maybe constructed the tweet, but maybe one of his uh, social media people actually posted it. Um, either way, please make it stop. Either way, it's just can we please make this stop? Can we get this dude impeached? Even though they said they they won't let him be impeached, but I'm also like waiting for the shooter drop where everything mm-hmm. kind of blows up, and then we're like, okay, who's going to be the next goon that's going to be president? Oh, Which is man. going to be unleash the pants. I'm totally on board with. But just he's like, he no is look he's bad. He's bad in in what sense? I don't his disagree, policy, but why? His policies are, ter- are would be detrimental. Yeah. What we need to do is change Congress and the Senate. Like, that's wait, wait. what we need to do. You th- oh, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, do you think there are policies that he would put forth that are not being put forth because 45 is in the way? Do you think um, he's actually obstructing some Republican? No, I don't yeah. think so. so. But, but in order to secure that... So say 45 is gone, yeah. right? For whatever reason, and Pence e. becomes Pence becomes Pence becomes president number forty six. Yeah, we need to make sure that whatever he's trying to pull through or pass or whatever or whatever his agenda is that could be problematic, like me not getting my birth control, um, universal health care. Well, that's that universal health care, yeah. um, uh, abortion rights. Um, uh, LGBTQ rights, whatever, uh, like yeah. all of those things, we need to make sure that our House and Senate are democratic so that they can block those things. Because currently things are passing like the tax plan at 2 a.m. in the morning when major legislation obviously gets passed. But wait a second. he's So that stuff is already passing with an idiot in the way. What I'm saying is the LGBTQ, the health care, all of that stuff, do you think... 45 is stopping any of that from happening? No, because it doesn't make sense to do it right now. Because what he really wants to do is the tax plan to go through. Because the healthcare yeah. stuff didn't work. Yeah. Because it's it was yeah. been blocked. So the tax... And the, the tax plan only went through because of the Koch brothers and other things of that nature. Yeah, fucking Koch. So the, the tax plan goes through, and then they move on to other agenda items. If Pence... And Republicans want to put forth any of those things that you just said. They can. Yeah. You think this president would stop that from happening? I don't know. He's not our hero to but, save I mean, us no, from the Republicans. All. If you remove him out of the way, all it does is remove an international distraction, catastrophe, buttfuck of a third grade <laughs> individual from the White House. Sorry, you haven't said buttfuck in a long time. Looks that's like really... a moron. <laughs> Uh, from the from the White House and gives us someone who actually looks like a president, even though he's probably just is. he's another guy who's he's another goon. He's, he's another, another goon. He's a he would be like a George Bush, a George W. Mm-hmm. again, where he's like means well, but his ethics and his religious yeah. background is all mucked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he's like he has values yeah. and things great. Values. But he, he doesn't only, need. Listen. He doesn't need to. At I, least as as far as we know. 
He has never sexually harassed anybody. I was going to say, <laughs> so, I would appreciate being able to make fun of a president because he doesn't go near women. Yeah, that's fine. If you're not my wife, I can't even look at you. Like, right, I can't be alone in a room with boy, you. Schoolboy, <laughs> like innocent. I would rather that than the he guy He must be we have so now. sexually deprived. No, he's not. He's fulfilled by his wife and Jesus. Like everything's okay. good in Mike Pence's mind. Everything is calm and settled and simple. And so like gay people are the devil. His wife is might as well be Beyonce. Like he and feels And you know what? If you and if that that is beautiful. If you love your wife that much and feel fulfilled in that I way. I just had a snapshot in my head of Mike Pence and Beyonce and it got real weird. Yuck. Yuck. Jay is like, no, no good. <laughs> <laughs> no good. Now we'll never be sponsored by Jay-Z because this, you said that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Tidal. Yeah, right. Um, no, but he needs to go. And I, I'll say this, and I just I don't want it to become a whole topic, but I agree with what's being said on Late Night and by Joe Scarborough mm-hmm. on Morning Joe. Yeah. I do think he has dementia. I think our 45th president absolutely has some point and I am not a psychologist and yeah. I want to be careful about diagnosing someone sure, with absolutely. an illness but this guy it can only there be are explained signs. it can there only are be signs, yeah. when you watch videos of examples of him in just a short time in office mm-hmm. and you outline what are the 10 most frequent tendencies of someone with dementia and then He's watch got it. clips he absolutely has it this tweet I like am I shocked that he sent out a tweet yeah. admitting to perjury no, because he's not a politician. He's no. not a lawyer. He doesn't know anything legalese. Right. And so he puts out something that he thinks is just, look, I have nothing to hide. I did the right thing. Right. No, what you just did was, was per- uncover... <laughs> obstruction a, of justice. Obstruction <laughs> of justice. But then to a lawyer, he steps in saying, okay... How do I fix this? How do I fix this? Yeah. I legit cannot fix this other than say, I'm the one who tweeted it. And then you're like... So that we're all looking at this thinking you're absolutely full of your own shit at this point. And then yeah. you ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders, okay, Sarah, what do we say to this? And all she can say is literally, that's a question for the lawyers. Because mm-hmm. her job is now completely shot. Right. I want to go back to a time where our press secretaries mm. are not having to make up things on the fly because Ugh. well the president believes this really because two seconds ago he just tweeted this we are making her job so impossible i would rather someone who's just not doing that <laughs> just give Ugh. me someone who has some semblance of secrecy because this is giving us heart palpitations we're gaining Ho- weight people are going to the hospital i for went to the attacks. doctor and my doctor was very proud of all of my numbers except for one or two my b12 and my vitamin d and that has all to do with the pollution in this world so so i'm healthy i'm not i'm not losing it i'm not gaining any weight so there i like how you made this about you that's great that's <laughs> you fine. said you said you said we were gaining i'm like no i'm not <laughs> No, I'm actually feeling I'm, really good. I'm so actually doing really well, according to my doctor. Like, <laughs> stock market's higher than it's ever been. We're at a record all-time high. Sir, actually, it's crashing. No, my bank account looks great. Uh, I just I had to I had to 45 the situation. Well, you do. You, you're looking good, friend. I'm glad that you're in good health. I'm gonna keep you around, but <laughs> no, but the rest of us. But the rest of us, yeah. My my doctor's like your blood pressure is like good, and I'm like yeah. low, and I'm like I know. Scary low. Scary low. <laughs> My resting heart rate is also low. So what up? <laughs> All sure. right. 
So now that we've talked about dabbling, let's get into some ball. Yeah. All right, folks, it's time to talk some ball. My favorite kind of ball is some basketball. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are the standings? Well, in the Eastern Conference, you still have the Chicago Bulls in the very last position. First of all, and you didn't have to look at me like that when you say things like that. I just thought you wanted to... I'm doing a range here, so I want us to be aware of like the, mm-hmm. the bottom and mm-hmm. then the top. Mm-hmm. And but, then but like... The attitude wasn't necessary. Well, I mean, just you don't have to hurt my feelings. It's a large market city. I just want to make sure everybody's (laughs) aware. So for all those in Chicago, if you weren't aware, your team is the worst in the league. Um, Boston Celtics are still at the top seed with 22 wins. Great winning percentage. 85 percent. Yeah. Man, that that team. That is good. They are good. The Cavs, second place, and then everybody else in the East. It, I should make note that at this time, the Philadelphia 76ers just lost their game mm. about 20 minutes ago yeah. in the time we're recording this. So yeah. they are in the eighth seed. That was a seed. fun game. It was a really fun game. Good team, good young two teams, the Lakers and the yeah. Sixers, watching them duke it out. I think, so, the, I think the 76ers can actually make it to the first round. Potentially more. Oh, for sure. Right now, if the playoffs started today, the 76ers would be in the playoffs at the final eight seed playing mm-hmm. the, the Celtics. That would mm-hmm. be a good matchup. They would the, get their butt kicked, but yes, oh, it would yeah, be a good matchup. No doubt. Um, but they have some scrap in them. In yeah. the Western Conference, you have the Houston Rockets still <gasps> atop yeah, they are. that conference. I am so happy about that. And they are currently playing the Utah Jazz. Yeah, we, we just, we'll see how that goes. The Jazz are not bad, though. They're in the seventh seed in the West. Um, you got the Blazers in the middle, Minnesota Timberwolves above that, and then the usual suspects, Golden State and San Antonio Spurs at the two and three, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, on the outside looking in in the Western Conference, it's just always so interesting to see what the Oklahoma City Thunder are doing at number nine. Mm. And then Los Angeles Lakers, who just won tonight against the Sixers, they're in the 10 seed. Yeah. Would it make, would it make the playoffs, but... New. Yeah. Yeah, promising. Um, so speaking of the Lakers, um, I wanted to talk about the Ball family. What about them? Um, so we, we talked about, I think we talked about the whole uh, LiAngelo Ball situation mm-hmm. in China, yeah. how he got caught shoplifting, he went to jail for a day and a half, then was kind of like in house arrest in this hotel, and because 45 intervened, apparently... They were able to release him and his two teammates back to come home. Pretty scary to be arrested in a, in a foreign country. I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, not great. So um, recently, um, the, the ball uh, patriarch, yeah. uh, Lavar, Lavar, Lavar um, uh, went on NBC's Today Show. Uh, former Matt Lauer's well, yeah, home. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that the <laughs> show? The, the former, the former home of uh, Matt Lauer. He's interviewing for Matt Lauer's position. <laughs> no, God, <laughs> that would uh, that would just be worse. Um, somehow, um, so they he did an interview with Leangelo, speaking to uh, big news that he pulled yeah. Leangelo from UCLA because once he got, came back, UCLA suspended him. UCLA. UCLA. Did I say UC? What did I say? I think you said UCLA. UCLA. There it goes. UCLA suspended. That is an actual university. Going back to ACLU 
if your kid <laughs> score at home is not a university, UCLA is, is an actual university. Yes, so yes, with the U. Different, le- different or, or order order of, of these the, letters. Yeah. Yes, it yes, matters. Yes, all, words and letters matter. Yep. Um, they all mean things, folks. Um, so pulled in because they were upset that, well, LeVar was upset basically saying, hey, he d- made a mistake. He apologized for the mistake. China recognized that it was a mistake. Let him go. China recognized. Re- you know, like, why does he have to be punished again? Because UCLA is putting them a harsher punishment than the NCAA. Right, because yeah. according to LeVar, UCLA was a one-and-done thing. It was about playing ball, period. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about anything else. It was about him playing ball. I don't care about his education. No, because this was going to be the stepping stone for him. To go to the, to NBA. Go the to go to No, 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 not just the NBA. To the Lakers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's be very specific here. We get three balls on that team. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Lord help us all. Um, anyway, and so, but his prospects for the NBA were pretty, like, Slim. Slim. Because he... He knows that. And he wasn't... They're aware. Yeah, he didn't have the build, whatever, you know, like as far as the physique is concerned and things of that nature. Um, And so he's basically... They signed with an agent recently. Mm -hmm. And he's going to get LaMelo, the youngest one. Mm -hmm. LiAngelo, the one that got caught shoplifting and take him overseas to play ball overseas. And then a year later, come back to be part of the draft. Sure. So that they could play, to, and they want to be in a team overseas where they play together. Yeah. In the in the two and point guard spots. Thoughts. It. Well, um, <laughs> you're like I don't care. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about the Europe option. I had not heard that. Oh, you until. didn't know that? Yeah, no, they're for no. sure. The he's like I'm, and he and Lavar's like I'm gonna get him fit, Jello, and he calls him Jello. He doesn't call him Leangelo. Calls him Jello. I'm gonna get Jello fit. He's gonna be the best. Blah, blah blah. Like you know, he he's Lavaring the situation. We're only talking about this because it's Lavar. Yeah, no, I and he's a mastermind, and this is great that we're still the Kardashians of the NBA. Oh Jesus Christ! He too, um, too real. Yeah, far be it for me to doubt him because he was right on so many things with Alonzo. That <laughs> I mean, until Alonzo <laughs> got to the league. Uh, but leading up to it, I was like, he, he spoke it into being. So this right. idea of Leangelo coming to the Lakers is largely dependent upon two factors. Leangelo as a player and Lonzo as a player. Mm-hmm. Right? And right now, Lonzo is suspect. And yep. Leangelo, character-wise, called into question. But playing-wise, he, he was never a prospect for the NBA in the first place. No. Even if he went through UCLA and played, he wouldn't have been recruited to the NBA. No. He would have been the G League, maybe. Mm-hmm. So moving him to Europe might actually be a better option in terms of, hey, this is a club. Right. You're just here to focus on playing basketball. And he may get better. Mm-hmm. Again, as long as he's not injured, as long as there mm-hmm. aren't any other legal issues, potentially. Right. But, you know? knew, but LeVar also knew LiAngelo was not... LiAngelo is the middle one, right? Yeah. Lonzo's oldest, then LiAngelo, then LaMelo is the, is the youngest. Is a, a baby. He knows, LeVar knows, that his bread and butter are Lonzo and LaMelo. Right. The middle child is the only one who does not have a, a big baller brand sneaker. Yeah. LaMelo's in high school and has his own sneaker. I know. So, LiAngelo, what, what, you just skipped him? 
You knew. He has middle child syndrome for sure. Absolutely. My dad <laughs> oh, only talks about Lonzo. My dad has a sneaker for LaMelo. And I he get just, nothing. Yeah, that's right. You're straight a middle child. <laughs> Take what you can get. Oh, I, that's so sad though. That's, that's what I see. That's just, it's the nature of being in the ball family. If you're oh, the middle yes. child and the ball boys. I've been, um, and maybe because it's of our podcast and Facebook knows these things, I get sponsored posts from mm-hmm. like the, the big baller brands. Um, what's it called? Their, um, their show that they have on Facebook of like, you should watch it. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. And I, a part of me wants to watch it just to see what the interaction for Angelo is because I just feel bad for him. No, he, he's not going to be what his older brother is. No, not that's at all. It's not going to happen. So, and again, surprise us. Like that's you know. I'm not surprised by anything that's happening at this point. <laughs> if, you know what? That's fair. If if he goes to Europe and plays, I will not be surprised. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> if he becomes like the Lakers mascot. Oh God! Just unsuits and gets in the game <laughs> just yeah. to say that he did it. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Like. Ugh. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I wish them the wish them the best of luck because I think there's no reason. Like, I'm not criticizing Lavar's reason to pull him out of UCLA. I think if UCLA was just supposed to be a pit stop, like a four to oh, seven one months and one and done, then if he's not going to be playing for the remainder of the year, sure, go somewhere where he's going to get better and get do what you got to do. Yeah, I don't think it's like I personally wouldn't have done that, but it doesn't. I'm not their yeah, parent, sure. you know. I mean, LeVar's focus doesn't seem like it's ever been academics. No, it's been about them being ball players. Yeah, no one is asking him, hey, how do you think of your son and his GPA and his grades and all that sort of stuff? Nope. Don't, he don't care. care about that. He don't care. Yeah. Just, he just needs to make it so he can still be playing eligibly on, on the team. Making that money with that big baller brand label. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Speaking of the ball family, any thoughts on Lonzo's crappy shooting? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> What do you say? What can I, one say about... That is so... Not only is it ugly. We should say this. He is was touted... The reason we're talking about this, mm-hmm. right, is because he was touted as being the next Laker leader. Right. The next savior. The next, yeah. He, the Kobe. Did they call him the next Kobe? Well, I, think I don't Kobe. think they compare him to Kobe, but he's got... Because he's not athletic like Kobe. Right. But he's got averaging seven assists and seven rebounds a game. That's not for nothing. But then... Because he's on par to be like Jason Kidd numbers, but then his scoring is low, but mm-hmm. his shooting percentage is historically low. Yep. I mean, he's got the worst shooting percentage of anyone in the league, and he's shooting less than 50% from the free throw line. 50% from the free throw line? Not great. What are you doing? No one's... So this is the thing about free throws, right? That... They're free. They're free. That's what my like, my dad would be like. Why can't Shaq make make a free throw? No one's we, blocking you. No one's blocking you. There's no pressure. The only like pressure that you maybe see is on the other side of the basket. People waving, you know, those noisemakers and things of that nature. But that shouldn't really distract Not you. Not really. It's all in your mind. Right. It's all. It's it's mental. In that moment, basketball is. 1,000% mental. Oh, yeah. And, and then, obviously, beyond mental, the actual... The, the, the performance of how you th- shoot the free throw. Right? Like, Which is a, an issue for him. Right. Like it was for sure. Because his... Well, yeah, but his... 
I've never seen someone who shoots like uh, Lonzo with your hand. He's Mm right-handed, but he starts the ball from his left side of the body. Mm -hmm. So when he's shooting, it's it's coming from his left shoulder. Yeah. And he's just like slinging. So part of the shot involves having his forearm, his right forearm, in Mm -hmm. front of his eyes. Yeah. Cannot see the basket. Nope. And so then he's launching it. What happened? How did you, you're, you're, you, I'm talking about LeVar right now. Yeah. You have three sons you tout as being exceptional basketball players. How did you let that continue to happen? Yeah. That would have been the first thing I fixed. That's a fundamentally, that's a fundamental flaw. Yep. And I don't know, but that's why, he, I mean, I'm not going to say that's why he's shooting bad. I think, do you think his dad's pressure, his vocal influence has anything to do with this? I'm sure it does. As much as he's sitting like, whatever, that's my dad. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I can I cannot imagine being, what, 19 years old? Yeah. Making... Hella money. Hella money. Like, stupid amount of money. You're... He has the benefit of living at home with his parents, I believe. I think he still lives with yeah. them. Yeah, but they, they got a new mansion. But right, yeah. right. But, like, it's... He's, make, he's in the NBA. He's making a lot of money. There's a lot of pressure. For, for him to do well because his dad keeps on saying these things. Mm-hmm. And the NBA is, like, not a joke. Like, this is not, like, a... It's a physically tax, taxing game. And it's a physically taxing sport. It's a mentally taxing sport, too. So I can only imagine, like, all of this is also getting to his head. I hope he's going to therapy. I hope he's getting the physical oh, no training way. that he There's needs. no way. I mean, I hope he is because I think that would benefit him he's... to manage things because... He might be in his head. I mean, but again, we're making these assumptions because he doesn't say much. His dad speaks for him, mm-hmm. you know, and the things that he does say in the post-game stuff is pretty, like, standard basketball right. things that basketball players say. He doesn't get riled up. He keeps it really... Yeah, he's like, I'm not trying to get into fights. Like, I don't do, the, I don't do that, you know? Yeah, he gets real low-key, and he doesn't... Uh... <sighs> there's no fisticuffs. No. Nope. There's no fight in them. There's, like, there's no dog in them. That's what it people feels, are saying. He feels boring. He's very boring. Like, yeah, his shot is kind of funky looking, so maybe that's a little exciting, you, but it's weird. If you took away his dad from the equation no and Lonzo were just him, him, no. No one is talking about be, him. He would be so forgotten within two weeks. And maybe that's why his dad does what he does. Maybe. So that his son is not forgotten. Um, but when I still, think of, that, I can't, oh, man, when I think of him facing off against someone like De'Aaron Fox mm. in Sacramento, I, I love watching De'Aaron Fox because mm-hmm. he's just got so much personality and pizzazz yeah. and he's a skilled player. Right. He likes to go and uh, go against Lonzo. Right. Because he gets the better of Lonzo. Right. He, he eggs But even, off. even just looking at the last game that we just saw, mm-hmm. that whole 76ers team mm-hmm. had way more personality and excitement. Yeah. And... And not even let's forget about the personality. They just had it. Show, their passion showed more about the game than yeah. Lonzo did. When Lonzo you, made some really good plays. That last shot was stupid, not, amazing. Was, not wait, the, no, the the last shot that Lonzo assisted in. Oh, the yes, yeah. because the last shot that Lonzo took was, was garbage. Time, it was bad. <laughs> it was a three point shot from a guy who has the worst three point shot. Yeah, it was ugly. Mm. It was not good. I mean. I think he's just trying to get his bearings. Like, yeah. think of like any job that you've had. The first mm-hmm. year is the year of just like, yeah. I'm just learning the job. He needs to have some grace, and the dad needs to have a little grace with him too, so everybody's. Or just maybe decent. shut the fuck 
up. Well, he's got to get that money. People got to buy these shoes. I mean, they're selling. People are buying them. Even Jay Z bought them. He bought the the Lonzo's first ball. The Zo twos. I think so. Yeah, the first ones, yeah. not the Zo twos. Those, those well, are the first he, ones. Yeah, I don't know why they call it the Zo two, but because it's got his numbers too. Oh, that's why. That's weird. Well, I mean, Jay Z bought him because he's like, why do I? Why don't I support a black entrepreneur and who's, you know, has a good idea and. So I'm hearing that, and I'm also thinking there has to be a line between black business supporting mm-hmm. and stupidity. Just filth, <laughs> like just. Some some real suspect garbage <laughs> out there. I mean, it's not. He. Mm. You think his 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 uh, his shoe is garbage? Absolutely. You don't think it's good? I don't think it's a. It's n- no, absolutely not. I mean, I don't know anything about sneakers other than I like certain types of sneakers. His That's it. his sneakers are modeled after Kobe's. Yes. And just sleek, aerodynamic, and efficient. That's fine. Materials, little cheap. Mm-hmm. And the midsole is a straight... I'm getting technical right now. And if you're a shoe fan out there, you'll know what this means. It is a polyurethane EVA midsole standard. It comes on every single shoe. Right. It's just so it's, a standard so polyurethane that's got air bubbles infused into it. So over time, those creases you get in your shoe, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen in Lonzo's shoes because the cushioning wears out. Yeah. However... The big baller brand put these little styrofoam replica dimples in it. And so that it is, looks like the boost. It looks like Adidas boost, which has no, it's a whole technology that's just come around in Adidas. And right. it's a super plush, comfortable ride. It's what James Harden wears. It's what Brandon Ingram wears. Right. Um, a lot of players have Adidas shoes and that boost is life changing and it never decreases in its uh, softness. Nope. So I anyway, have two boost shoes and I'm a fan. I, me as well. They're the best. They're the best to wear, to play in, to run in, to just walk in. They're very comfortable. So this guy made shoes that look like imitation boost. Don't know how they haven't gotten sued yet, but... But it's probably not the technology of Boost. That's it's why they're definitely caught, not the technology. Which is, which is why they probably, they're not getting sued. That's why they're not good shoes. <laughs> Am I, because it claims to, it looks to be one thing, but it's just standard cheap stuff. They don't even offer a, Nike has Zoom. Yeah. Under Armour has Charged Foam mm-hmm. and um, Micro G, mm-hmm. like a rubber, low to the ground, mm-hmm. rubber, high rubber content bounce. Adidas has bounce and boost technology. Right. And love. then, yeah, and then those models at the high end charge somewhere between 100 to $180. Sometimes 200 depending on the. Depending the, on the signature yeah. model. And then you got this big baller brand shoot with no technology. Four nine to five. Cheap materials. Rubber, four nine to five. Rubber that probably <laughs> burns out. Ooh. And you're yeah, talking like great. 495 Yeah. What is yeah. this? Not great. I'm not a fan. But yeah. But anyway, Jay Z's got money. Four ninety five is nothing. So. Oh, that's a drop yeah. in the bucket. <laughs> that was good. Five pairs. <laughs> that was good. Um, beyond that, what are some things that are happening? So, uh, let's talk about the Cavs because I mean, there is there wasn't a lot that went on this past week in the NBA other than games nope. happening, standings being Just, de- normalizing, yeah. which is pretty good. So let's talk about the Cavs real quick. Um, first thing, Derek Rose, either today or yesterday came to the Cavs and apologized for being absent the past 17 games. I think it's 17 games. 
Yeah, I think you're right. 17. 17 of their mm-hmm. 27. He's He's been not around. Um, and 13 of those 17, they've been on a win streak. Yep. Yeah. And um, we still don't know what's going on. He has one foot out the door. He needs to retire. What do you think is going on? I think he has some stuff going on with his family. Yeah, I feel like I can only imagine what that is. I hope his kid is okay. His kid is so stinking cute. Yeah. So cute. Um, I hope his mom, his family, his siblings, I hope everybody's okay. But I think mm. there's some family junk happening that, I think, yeah. that he needs to deal with. And I think he's dealing with his, like, the, the mental strain of always being injured. Like, mm-hmm. just about every season since his first ACL injury. He hasn't had... A full... Can you imagine that? I just... I can't. You I feel terrible Every off-season to go into the season and always within 10 to 15 within, games... Within the first two months. You were always sidelined yeah. for the next two to eight months. Yeah. There goes your season. Yeah. Or come back in two months and they've already kind of formed they, yeah, and gelled as a Yeah, they have a, a rhythm. Team. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and he's only making $2.1 million on his contract with the Cavs, which after taxes, it's really $1 million you're making. And your contract with Adidas is worth $80 million. Mm-hmm. And while it's great to have an $80 million contract, when you, you have a be. $1 million contract with the team you play for, it makes you call into question, like, what is my worth? And mm-hmm. Adidas, his, his, his shoes, to go back to shoes again, the shoe model he has, mm-hmm. I've followed each rendition of the D-Rose shoe. Mm-hmm. This newest model, mm-hmm. all the sneakerheads noticed that Adidas recycled um, the midsole from a previous model of another shoe line they mm-hmm. have. They just straight took the same midsole, didn't design anything new for him, just put on this rubber bottom mm-hmm. outsole and cheap materials, fused materials on mm-hmm. the upper part. Usually he's got a lot of design, stitching, prime right. threads. There's some design elements to it. They made it look like a team shoe, just like Jeez. a generic team shoe and put it out there on market. Ugh. I mean, and you got he's on contract with them for $80 million more over like eight years. And it's like so career is like not going to last that long. No. Eight more years or eight years total? Eight additional years. It's a lifetime contract. Oh, No, wow. he ain't going to make that. He's going to lose so much money. Yeah. There's something I'm hearing about his contract where even if he retires, he still gets the contract. For, but think about that. Just like the Jordan contract. Yeah. But imagine if you were that guy, like... Your self-esteem and your pride. All right, I'm going to retire and milk mm. an $80 million contract for a shoe that no one's going to buy. Yeah, because Jordan was able to do that because he's Michael Jordan. Right. And everybody wanted to be like Mike. And I will say when he first came into to the Bulls world, mm. he wasn't like Mike, but he was going to be our savior like Mike he was. He was your MVP. He was our MVP. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was going to get us to the finals. And mm-hmm. that's what... You know, and we he almost did. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. get there all the way, but he almost did. Because um, he got hurt. Yeah, and I, I just, uh, I just feel so bad. And the Cavs team, um, I don't think he's had this. Again, and I'm making huge assumptions here. I don't think he's had a 
team that has been as supportive as oh, the Cavs man. have been. Of course. And because they were just like, man, you have no reason to apologize. Mm. And even Coach Lou was like, he didn't need to do that, but he really wanted to, and we let him. Because sometimes you just need to say what you want to say. So yeah, this can, is for him. Yeah, this is a, it's not about, and everyone was be very awkward. loving. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, everyone was very loving and, and seemingly sincere, according to what people have said. They didn't say seemingly oh, sincere, but sure. like, I can't see LeBron being an asshole to, like LeBron or Dwayne Wade. Like, they get it. Like, yeah. you know, this is like a sucky situation to be in. So, but the wild thing is, like, again, D. Rose was supposed to be there to give them points, to make them this awesome, t- like, add to this awesomeness that is this roster, right? Like, that's what mm-hmm. they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He's not on the team, and they're doing just fine. Just winning games. What the hell? How? A week why are after they week, good? we keep talking about this, and they are just, they haven't lost yet since 13 games ago. Yeah. Um, it looks like on the next stretch, they're probably going to keep winning because some of the teams are a little bit lower yeah. in the standings. Yeah. But we, I, I mean, know. we'll see. I think they're good because the defense is picked up. They've learned their assignments and their roles. They started to know each other and who works and who doesn't work you in certain places. Said, Dwayne Wade, he knows where he's supposed to be now. Mm-hmm. Even in the second uh, rotation with the, the bench. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Dwayne Wade play point guard since his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He can do it. Yeah, he can it's like, it's like riding. It's, it's like riding a bike. Where does the ball need to be? Tell me. He's got a basketball IQ that will allow that to happen. Um, Kyle Korver shooting the lights out. Um, he had three threes mm. in the last minutes of the game that pulled them back against the uh, Kings the other night. Mm-hmm. And it's just different guys stepping up at different moments to help make it happen. It's LeBron yeah. all the time, and especially right. in clutch. I've noticed that LeBron actually has more clutch in him now that Kyrie has left. I think LeBron has a small chip on his shoulder about Kyrie leaving. Really? Just a small one? It's so interesting to see because I didn't think he would be that. I thought he would sulk more. But that oh, is no. that's that, the if LeBron anything, of old. Yeah, that's he, the, this new LeBron. He, he's fueling it. He's that's got a fuel. Bite. Yeah, it's, it's you can tell that he really wants to prove something. Yeah, I mean the Cavs are, and we'll see if they're able to sustain it at the end of the day because I think that's well, going to Le- be interesting. LeBron is second in the league right now in total minutes played. Who's the first? That's funny, Andrew Wiggins. Really. Do you know Andrew Wiggins of the... Well, Andrew Wiggins of the Timberwolves. Yes, I I do know that. Ten of the top ten players in the league who Uh do the most minutes, Uh four of them Uh play for the Chicago... Or, sorry, play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Huh. This just came to my attention today. What's... Andrew Wiggins. What's Coach T doing? You tell me. He was your guy. Andrew Wiggins, watch this. Andrew Wiggins, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, uh-huh. Jimmy Butler, uh-huh. and Taj Gibson. Jimmy Butler's my boo. Yeah, Taj used to be your guy. Yeah, but no, but like Jimmy Butler's my boo. Yeah, he just doesn't know that. <laughs> As you know, whatever. We'll send him a note after this <laughs> cast. The four, four of them, yeah, he's running them into the ground. So I don't know if that Timberwolves team can can keep Sustain up with it. that kind of yeah. rigor, but LeBron James has been doing this his entire career, and people are asking, "Hey, Coach Lou, is this too much?" He's and Coach said it, and we talked about it last week. He's like, 
the best, the, what, how, what do you say? Like the, the elite players, like I, he's seen other elite players like yeah. him do that and they've been fine. I think their heart is so strong that their muscles just keep up with where their heart is. Yeah, I, that's wild. But he's, yeah, LeBron, if he, I wouldn't be prepared for LeBron to get injured because I don't know what would happen to my psyche. But if You've he can. said this before several times. If he can yeah. be okay, then everybody else is fine. Yeah, you just need to make it, just need to make it work. Dwayne plays less minutes. But Kyle that makes sense. The, he's he's coming off the bench, so coming makes off sense. the bench, and he gets injured enough that you got to preserve his body, right? And if D Rose comes back and can accept that he is not the D Rose MVP from Chicago, he hasn't been for a long time, and yeah. that's and if he finally lets go of that hope that he can get back to his old self, then he can get himself fifteen to twenty five minutes a game and contribute off the bench. But Isaiah Thomas is coming back soon. Mm. That's going to eat up a lot of minutes. And IT is going to... He looks good. He's going to He looks strong. We'll see what that looks like. It's going to be scary. Because there was a lot of muscle that I saw. He had a a post. I think maybe on Instagram. It was on Instagram. And it was like him in like a hot tub with his shirt off, obviously. And I was like... Holy crap, that's... You're not just, like, fit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, most basketball players are fit. Mm-hmm. I, there is definition everywhere. It's pretty muscular. Yeah. I'm like... He's th- putting people on notice. Yeah, he's like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to let yeah. you know. I'm here to let you know I'm here. I'm, we are here. Yeah. In these streets. Yes. Let let it be known. Don't, don't sleep on me. Ooh, man. First time he plays Boston, I'll predict... 35 points at least. Who do you think will win that game? Cavs. You think so? Why did, why did I say that so confidently? You said that, that way was, too confidently, that was, buddy. Uh, I was drinking so much of the Kool-Aid just now. <laughs> what am I saying? I, I just stepped back. I literally was like, really? Back. I just you stepped really back. So? I'm sorry. That's not a given. I that would know. be a fun game to watch. We should I'm watch assuming you think Boston's going to win. I, I think they have a... I think they've... Played longer in a better rhythm than the Cavs have, so they that is their advantage. All right, I'll go with Cleveland. We just got we just got to make it different for us, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe that if Cleveland already lost by a narrow margin the first time, mm-hmm. and now they have figured things out, mm-hmm. plus you add it, yeah, <laughs> who has an, a vested interest in beating Boston? Yeah, I feel like they would pull out of that. I, I mean, yeah. And we know attitude is everything, so it's like yeah, that's, that mental part is the big chunk of the game. So they're gonna be good. I love that the Cavs um, have stepped into their own. I do wonder how much of this Tyron Lue has engineered, and how much of it is just chemistry and LeBron doing his usual. Um, I think it's a good chunk of, you know, chemistry via mm-hmm. via LeBron. So, but yeah, but that's all things NBA. Unless you have anything else to add. Mm, no, I think that's <laughs> it. I'm trying to, I feel like, we touched on Lonzo enough. Um, ben Simmons is still a beast. And really cute to look at. I was. I still think he's going to be in people's uh, sexiest he, people at some he, point. If he... In five does, years. If he does well in the league, 
and he has a status like not like a LeBron or Michael Jordan status or mm-hmm. a Kobe status, but mm-hmm. like well known in the league, like he is gonna potentially be the face of the league after certain people leave, like retire. Mm-hmm. It, it it could possibly happen, but he still has to be good. Yeah, no, when that happens. absolutely. That, there's... He can't just be like, oh, a cute ball player. Yeah, no, no way. That wouldn't pass for anybody. No. Um, he and last thing I will say though, shout out to Bradley Beal's performance at a fifty-one point night. Yes, I was I totally forgot about that. He looked it was wild. spectacular. While John Wall is sitting out with a knee injury, he's yes. nursing. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, Bradley Beal, stroking the net. He's like, just, he's like, I'm here, again, just to let you all know. Don't sleep on me, folks. He is one of the toughest, scrappiest dudes in the league, and just people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. He's because he's a good shooting guard yep. on a good team. He's not a great All Star athlete that he would ever be voted to an All Star game right. or Team USA. He's just kind of that next tier player who, when you need some buckets. He grits his teeth and he goes in there and does yep. it. It's got a lot of confidence. Guy looks good. Yeah, it looks great. But I mean, it's nice to see that the NBA is going to a normal curve of where we expect people to be mm-hmm. as far as the standings are concerned. I'm a little bummed there hasn't been any fisticuff tension. Well, what? a little bit. Where? Did you see the Warriors and Pelicans? Oh, I did see that. That was kind of cool. It was pretty good. Boogie. The Boogie. hell? Boogie was good. I mean, you could tell. Boogie was instigating stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was instigating before the game even started. Yeah. And then the ref goes, all right, you're both out of here. And Mm -hmm. you just watch Boogie's mouth. What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Boogie, get out of my face. Stop. Stop. You're being silly. And then, um, yeah, KD needs to stop getting ejected because dude's been ejected twice. This season. That's one too many. This week. Oh, actually. Damn, dude. This month. He needs to get it together. But the Warriors are still winning without them anyway because they're the Warriors, which I think is gross. And then, <laughs> But we still like them. Yeah, sure. Sure, um, right? Um, I wish Steph a healthy recovery coming yep. back soon with mm-hmm. his ankle injury. Yeah. We know how fragile his ankles were like five years ago, so I hope, you know. Yeah, tape it gets, up, strengthen yeah. it up. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But It'll they're be, good. It's all good. All is well with the NBA. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah. All right, let's get to some dope people this week. Yeah. All right, so it's time to talk about some dope people, and I think this week it's Thank my you. turn first. Go for it. All right, so my dope person is uh, is a young woman by the name of Jasmine Jordan. Any relation to who? One Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, his middle name is Jeffrey? Yeah. I knew that. Did you? No, I didn't. No idea. So Jasmine is the youngest daughter of uh, Michael Jordan and Juanita. Yeah. Formerly Jordan, Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. back to her maiden name. Um, She's the, I believe she's the youngest of the the two of them. Um, And she's 25 years old. And uh, the reason why I picked her is because uh, recently there was an article about her in Essence um, about how uh, she's continuing the Jordan brand legacy and debuts the Eris X1 is what? Is that 11? 11. That's mm-hmm. 11. Mm-hmm. That took me a second because 
numbers, numerical numbers. Um, it debuts the Eris 11 sneakers in time for Christmas. Um, and the reason she is kind of essentially the brand ambassador for North Carolina for the Jordan brand. Just the state of North Carolina? Mm-hmm. So she does all of like the the Charlotte Hornets, the like any oh, of the any this of the, makes sense. any of the teams, any of the players that are based in North Carolina. She deals with all of them. I think they have a contract with one of the colleges there too. I be, I'm sure I, she does. North Carolina probably Tar Heels. Yeah, I I can't mm-hmm. see. I don't see why not. Yeah. Um. So, one of uh, the so she she knows a lot about her dad's sneakers. And we talked a lot about sneakers today, and I think it was very poignant that we did because I was going to pick her from the beginning. Because nice. she as uh, she is not just like oh I'm the youngest daughter of Michael Jordan. She doesn't like go out there like doing life like that. Um, she went to Syracuse, and when she was in Syracuse, she was um, she was talking a ton. Her and her friend. Uh, was trying to figure out what they wanted to do with their lives, and that's when she and she wanted to rest in the the laurels of her dad's last name, um, and you know she kind of wanted to create her own lane and her own legacy. And when the time was right, she finally started to become um, part of the Jordan Empire, and not just be like, oh, we're gonna keep you in charge of everything. Like she worked her way up to where she is right now, um, and she is the reason why the Air Jordan Heiress Elevens uh, exist, and the reason why. The reason why they exist. Um, hold on, where is this? Because I want to make sure I get. What was that. her major? What you graduated with? I don't know. She graduated with a degree from Syracuse. I'm assuming it was like a fine arts degree. And you the think? time you said when the time was ready for her to join the Jordan brand, I'm like, as soon as you joined the market with that bachelor's of fine arts and creative writing, that's when it was time <laughs> to join the Jordan brand. Um, that's all good. No shout. I have a fine arts degree. Yeah, so I, I have, was saying like you got nothing I to say, am, buddy. I you don't understand. got a leg to stand on. No man. Um, and uh, so the heiress line. The reason why she picked it, she said the ones and the elevens have always been my favorite Jordan sneaker. Um, and uh, she says our design team love the fact that the elevens are already an iconic shoe based off my mm-hmm. dad's history with it. Um, they yeah. wanted to create a more feminine design and give consumers an extended girl size. Um, with, uh, with this design, people get a shoe that is elevated luxury and a holiday season shoe that's very elegant, clean, and classy. Um, and the shoes look really nice and definitely remember, um, like thinking about like space Jordan. Space Jam. Yeah. Space Jam. You know, it's just a, an iconic time in Jordan's career. Um, she says, my title at Jordan Brand now is brand representative in Charlotte area. Um, and, you know, and her hope is that she wants to be, uh, she's like, I'm the brand ambassador and influencer for so dope for so dope things coming up next year that I'm really excited about it. So I'm just really excited to see a young woman of her talent and of her vision not resting on the laurels of her father, but like still working in her father's business and working hard to be creative, to bring women into basketball and sneakerhead life and things like that um, in a way that I think it hasn't always been the case. So Jasmine Jordan, rock on, girl. You're, you're doing great. I like kicks. Those are pretty fresh. Yeah, they I look good. I, I would straight up buy that. But then I just bought Boost the other month, so like I'm going to... Yeah. Financially, I'm going to be smarter and not do that. Yeah, I mean, but I'm honestly, wearing them all the time. Though. Honestly, wearing them all the there's time. There's a definite winner <laughs> in terms of comfort. Oh yeah, Boost yeah. is awesome. Boost yeah. is life. Oh my goodness, it's great. So who you who you 
talk about? Well, earlier I mentioned this person because they are the league leader in minutes right now. Right. Doing all that work, you should get some recognition. You should. So, I'm going to tell you about 14 things you may not have known about Andrew Wiggins. <gasps> Andrew Wiggins? So, small Let's forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, his all-time favorite player is Allen Iverson. Makes sense with Easy his pick. age and yeah, totally. Yeah, makes sense. Go getter. Um, he once hit twenty-four out of twenty-eight shots he took in a high school game. Pretty impressive. That's great percentage points right there. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, twenty-four. That's at least forty-eight points. Mm-hmm. If not, that's easily a fifty-point game. Potentially. I wish I had had fifty points in it. I think my highest scoring high school game was six points. Oh, I had more than you? Yeah, probably. Oh, but then I would join the Catholic Youth Council um, (laughs) after the season was over and play with all the Catholic boys. And then you had... Torch it up. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was amazing. (laughs) Okay. really good. Um, uh, He lost his high school dunk contest, so he won't compete in one now. I was wondering why he wasn't going to be... Like, he hasn't competed in any all-star dunk contest. Because he lost in high school. He just can't get over it. Yeah. Scarred for life. You need to get over that, buddy. Go to some therapy. Dude, seriously. So what brings you here today, Andrew? I lost my high school dunk competition and now I can't Andrew, that was 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, listen, I'm only going to charge you for the five minutes you were in my office, but get out of here. (laughs) You wasted my time. He and um, Andrew and Chris Weber are the only two Mm -hmm. number one picks drafted since the ABA-NBA merger to be traded before playing a game. So essentially... He got drafted number one. To the Cavs, right? To the Cavs. And then didn't even play a game for them because he got traded. Yep. That he happens. and Chris Webber. They're the only two people that's happened to. I forget that he was a number one pick. Yeah, sure. I completely forgot about that. Easily easily done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having few fellow... <laughs> having fellow Canadians on the squad was the main reason he chose Huntington Prep. So his high school, he played with some other fellow Canadians. And huh. he has played on the Canada national team. Oh, okay. So he is not a USA guy. No. Uh, he ain't else? A. Do you saw that? You see what I did there? That was like you're an attempt at an accent. <laughs> just, I'm proud of you. That was good. Usually I, I steer far away from it, clear yeah. from that. No, that was a safe route. Good job. <laughs> Uh, Andrew talks shit for his teammates, but not himself. So if someone's getting in his teammates' grill, He'll he's quick to talk some smack to the other side. But he won't do that for himself. He's not that guy out there mm-hmm. calling his shots and everything. His favorite superhero is Goku. It's an anime. From Dragon Ball Z. I was about to say, I'm like, that's anime, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's a superhero. He's a big old nerd. I love it. Um, he disappeared. <laughs> that's that good. Um, his brother played college ball only two hours away at Wichita State. Nice. So Andrew played at uh, University of Kansas. Yeah. Jayhawks. Um, he loves Call of Duty. Great. I the, like shooting things too, I guess. I guess. It's a first-person shooter game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kansas was not originally on his short list of schools to go to. So uh, it doesn't well, say was where. It, it says, um, he mentions North Carolina, Florida State, and Syracuse, which you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So those were it. And then Kansas somehow, from Lawrence, Kansas, uh, snuck in there. LeBron's ironic pre-NBA 
advice to Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Don't try to prove anything to no one. Which is interesting because don't that's, try, to, try prove to prove anything, anything to, to no, no one. one which you is should, you should prove something, something to, to someone. someone. Yep, because a double negative. Because that's how words work. LeBron. So LeBron just did a bizarro mind trick on him. Mm-hmm. It was like, listen, you should prove something to someone, and that someone is me because I'll be coming back to Cleveland and taking the small forward position and trading you to Minnesota so I can get <laughs> Kevin Love. I'm going to do all this to you because you're a rookie. Right. But, hey, don't try to prove anything to no one. <laughs> it just Because it don't matter? It don't matter. He's, he said, thank you? Um, <laughs> a- Andrew's parents are athletically gifted. Mm. So, In um, what way? Uh, if there were... I don't know what that means. If there were proper bets on what Wiggins would grow up to be, the money surely would have been on athlete. His mom was a Canadian Olympic track and field star, and his pops was... He played six years in the NBA. What? Yeah, his his dad played in the NBA. His mom was track and field. Wow. So his whole family has the genetics. All right, all right. Um, And he... His cat is named Pokemon Lugia. Dude, this nerd love is real. He loves Pokemon and seriously. anime. Yeah. And so I didn't know Dragon that. Ball Z. That's cool. So yeah, now you know a little bit more about the Andrew Wiggins, the number one player in the league in terms of minutes played. No, and uh, young guy, twenty-two years old. He's got full yeah. full career ahead of him. You know, wishing him the best. Many Canadian national teams to go. Yep. Well, I think that is all that we have for this week's episode. Be sure to check us out on all the things that Alex mentioned in the beginning of the cast. We uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Be dope, and we'll catch you later. Yeah.